When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island Vibes. On 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, a recap, something a little different. And for those of you who've been listening for a while and and listening over the years, uh, we used to do this in the beginning of the years, and and uh, no, we just started 2023, and it might not be a bad place to start by uh, by looking at uh, uh, 2022. The idea that uh, we'd be looking at current events in 2022 um, is uh, you know is intriguing. But, you know, we, we get a lot of that. I can do this, though. And for those who, who listened when I was over in, in the Ukraine, we, uh, we, we did a lot of coverage from over there. I did a lot of coverage from over there. And I, I went over as soon as the war started, or well, roughly as soon as the war started. It was the first week in March. And, I, you know, I, I think I did 28 different different reports um, from, you know, all kinds of uh, different folks. And one of the, uh, one of the, the uh, reports uh, while it was going on, there was a, a military action going, actually it was a police action. And they didn't know, and it was on the Polish side, right on the Ukrainian border. But <clears throat> I'll get into that in a, uh, in on a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, it, it was certainly uh, certainly an interesting uh, time, and I I remember when I went over there, my my initial thought was that it would be a uh, you know a wild west situation, and I went over and I shot video. I did a documentary that is is going to come out soon, and it ended up being uh, heavy concentration. On, on the refugee situation. I didn't know what I would see when I went over there, so I, I was under the impression that, you know, a, a war-torn country would be, you know, would be, a, you know, a fight, like a fist fight, constantly trying to keep equipment and everything else, and and I'm thinking in my mind that, you know, I'm 55 years old, I thought, like, fist fighting was over. I, I did own three nightclubs uh, of the rock clubs, over the years, so I mean, you know, we always had to break up things and whatever. So we were kind of prepared for that, but it, it couldn't be further from the truth of of what happened there. And, and I know I've said this before, so if you've heard uh, a lot of the reports, uh, you know, I did something on on on. Uh, well, I, I did a lot of different things, but I did Sean Hannity, and um, well, I'll get into that in a, in a little bit. His uh, uh, you know, I was supposed to uh, call in at three o'clock in the morning 
on uh, on his uh, on his TV show and something you know something happened. That's a that's a long story, but I ended up doing uh, some radio uh, reports on Hannity's show, and the well, let me go back. Let me go back to when I first got there. I I initially flew into Romania, and I uh, operated out of a, a place called Yash. And if you asked me to spell it, it would, trust me, it would be nothing like what it sounds like. But I met uh, some people that were, that were bringing refugees from the Ukraine into Romania, and they were just wonderful people. And uh, I, I connected with them, and I did a lot of footage of what they were doing with the kids. It was just great what they were doing with the Ukrainian kids in this, um, in this center. And they brought all kinds of educators in, all kinds of entertainers, and and it was um, I don't know. I mean, it was again. We know what the reality is, but it looked like it was a lot of fun for for the kids. And you know, of course, we know you know it wasn't being torn away from your your home and so forth. But one of the the folks from the uh, that center ended up taking me to the border on on uh you know the very next day and took me to the ukrainian border and i crossed over from there and <clears throat> and she said you know basically look i'll be back in five and a half hours right here you know please come if you you know if you can't make it try to you know figure out a way to call i don't know what the reception will be like over there and you know she said i don't want to you know interrupt too much what i'm doing here bringing the the refugees back and forth so I was conscious of that, and uh, when I crossed over, when I crossed over into the the Ukraine, I had a sea of of people coming the other way. I, actually, it was at a standstill, and mostly mostly women, and it was it was you know older folks uh, there, but I guess any able-bodied young man or even you know guys my age were expected to stay back and and to fight and what we saw or what I saw walking in and I mean literally I saw because I uh, I was walking in alone I was the only I kept looking back I had my equipment and I was walking past thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people that were crossing over from the Ukraine into into um, the Romanian border, and it, it hit me, and I you know I feel you know almost stupid for thinking anything differently, but it hit me how how sad this was, and and that I underestimated the the situation completely underestimated the situation of of how sad it would be. And it, you know, it wasn't, you know, scary per se. I mean, there were moments, right? It wasn't uh, scary. And it wasn't overly confrontational, although there were some, there were a couple of little situations, but it was just sad. I mean, it was, it was not sad, it was heartbreaking. And I was, I was, it was just hitting me as I was walking through and I'm looking at everybody and they have their kids with them and they just left their husbands and brothers and fathers whatever behind and every few seconds 
you just heard weeping. I mean, loud weeping. And I was just completely taken off guard as I was walking in. And it was hitting me, you know, emotionally, like, my God. I mean, this is, I, I mean, it's the only thing I could think of is it's the equivalent to walking into a, a thousand, I don't know, just thousands of people, walking past or into wakes of people that you don't know who just suddenly lost somebody very dear to them and it's just hitting them at that moment. And you're, you know, not for, nobody's forcing me to go in, but you're forced to walk into a wake and greet these people that are seriously grieving. And I just, you know, they're looking at me and they're emotionally devastated and they're trying to keep the kids calm, be strong for the kids. And, and I'm, you know, just losing it as I'm walking by and I'm, I have no idea what to say and I'm just saying, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, you know, and whatever. It's just as I'm walking by and when I got to the end of the line, when I got to the end of the line, um, I, I went behind uh, this truck, this group of trucks that were, were there before I, you know, faced anybody and I, I think it took me like 25 minutes to compose myself to get myself together before I started interviewing people on that side but to me oh my god I mean it was just uh, it just hit me like a ton of bricks and uh, you know and you know eventually you know gathered uh, gathered myself and you know and, and kind of moved on but I mean it was I, you know it, it was just heartbreaking and you know, I don't mean for me. I mean for these poor people that were there. And the other thing is that you know, here here we are on Long Island. If you're listening, you know, for the most part, you're you're listening on Long Island. Imagine what the people that look like uh, over there. They look like the the people that would be in one of the malls out here. My wife, my daughter, you know, sisters. Those of us who have uh, sisters. I mean, they they look so much like us. And, you know, when I say that, I mean, keep in mind, we've had refugee situations in the past where the people, you know, didn't necessarily, you know, share our culture or 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 uh, the same look. And, you know, for some reason, and it, it shouldn't, you know, we should uh, be affected that way, obviously, and Syrian refugees or, um, you know, uh, Sudanese refugees, but... Uh, Trust me, I, I think the majority of the people um, connect with with people who, you know, again, seem like them or, or have a lot in common. And that's what the Ukrainians uh, did. And I think that's why early on it was such a covered uh, event in, uh, in, in, you know, our, our culture over here. And, of course, everything gets a little old and people kind of got bored with it. Uh, let me pause for a break here but to all of you Frank McKay here and a, a special breaking it down where we're kind of recapping we'll, we'll do this maybe for the rest of the week and we'll do a lot of um, uh, uh, reminiscing uh, over what happened last year and uh, you know again I'm talking about my uh, my 
uh, my trip over to the Ukraine right after the war started. Frank McKay signing off just for a moment, and we'll be back soon uh, right after this, in fact. Frank McKay signing off. We'll be back with more Breaking It Down right after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone back. Two breaking it down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, we're recapping parts of uh, 2022. And since we're so close to the new year in 2023, I think it's appropriate to to touch on some of these things. And, and pardon me as I monologue through some thoughts. If you're just joining us, one of the things that uh, you, you might not know is that I I ventured over to the Ukraine right after the war started, and and I, I can't remember well off the top of my head what the the date, uh, but it might have been March sixth. The bombing started in Kiev on the I think the twenty fourth of February, right? So, um, it took me uh, it took me a little while to convince my wife and uh, and kids, you know, that uh, I should go over there. And uh, by the way, I, uh, you know, I went over there, um, and as I said in the in in the opening segment, I went over there, you know, thinking it was going to be a, uh, you know, fist fight, you know, like me protecting the equipment and people going crazy trying to get, and, and it, it just wasn't, you know, it was a it was a heartbreaking, you know, endless sea of sadness walking on the other side of that of that uh, barrier uh, separating uh, Romania from the Ukraine. And uh, by the way, it, and I went to, uh, you know, other neighboring countries, Moldova and, um, and uh, Poland. I spent a lot of time in Poland. All total, I spent 15 days uh, in and around the Ukraine and five days actually in the Ukraine. And, you know, a lot, uh, you know, a lot happened, but... You know, it's uh, I, I I went in through the uh, the cross the border crossings in the very beginning, and uh, the the issue there is you can't drive through; they stop you, uh, and you can't take a rental car. And they make sure the rental car companies make sure that they uh, that they uh, <laughs> they make it clear that it's a rental car by by uh, giving. Uh, photostatted is that still a word copies obvious copies of of insurance and registration and you don't have the actual real ones so it says on the on the border crossing somewhere you'll you'll find where it says that uh, that there is no car uh, allowed over no car allowed over that uh, doesn't have an original registration insurance and so forth so basically I was at the uh, at the mercy of of drop offs originally, and 
until all right, I ended up in uh, in a place uh, in Poland. And uh, uh, by the way, I, I'm not done with the, the the first day, but we have plenty of plenty of time to talk about this. And um, but there was a place called Nouveau Nouveau Sadi or Nouveau Sadi. It looked like and it means new garden. And it was a Polish town right on the border of uh, the Ukraine. And my wife rented a, a bed and a breakfast for me, and, it's, and really in the in in the wilderness. And I was going to try to figure out a way to cross over without going through the crossings. And uh, by the way, it was very very easy. Um, you know, I mean, it's uh, you're going over the the border of of countries, but I mean, uh, certainly the Ukraine weren't trying to keep people out, right? They were uh, they were trying to uh, they were trying to keep their men, their own men from leaving because they needed the soldiers but they weren't they weren't necessarily trying to keep people out because who the hell is going to go into a, a a war zone and you know unless you're, you're a reporter or a journalist or show host or whatever like I was and when I got to Nuvo uh, uh, Saudi or Sadie uh, the, the, the room that we had rented uh, bed and breakfast wasn't available, and the people were nice. They they felt terrible, and you know there was, there was a young couple with uh, with kids, uh, you know young kids, and and he looked like a backwoodsman, a nice you know nice looking couple, uh, but he had this gigantic beard, and you know he he hunted, and you know what he and he handled this bed and breakfast, but they had no, I don't know it was something to do with insurance, but. They had no place for me, and he had no idea where we got the booking from. It was just crazy. It was a you know crazy situation. So this was one of the nights I was supposed to do uh, the Hannity show, and that was going to be a, a, a 3 a.m. situation. And I don't know what time this was, but it was you know it was fairly well. It was pitch black, and you know that that could be six o'clock, seven o'clock even. But when I got there, uh, they were apologetic. They said, you know, you could sleep out, you know, somewhere we could try to find. I said, no, no, you know, don't don't worry about it. And one of the reasons I didn't mind was um, was because there was no there was no reception there. I wouldn't possibly be able to to do a, a TV show, you know, or a radio show, or whatever, from there. No, you know, and you know, I didn't want to stand up Fox or or whatever it was. So I, I said to the guy. I said, let me ask you, where is where is the Ukraine from here? Keep in mind that this is Poland. You know, this is Poland and the real backwoods of uh, of Poland. And he said, come here a second. And he walked out and walked me up. And he said, um, you see those five houses over there? And I said, yeah. He said, those are Poland. And, you know, he had a heavy... You know, he heavy broken English, heavy Polish backwoods accent, not just a Polish accent, but I mean, you know, a guy that had been living in the woods and nice guy. And I'm not, you know, by any means minimizing him because he was like way out in the woods. But he said, you see all of those houses over there? And I said, uh, yeah, way over there. He said, that's the Ukraine. Every house after that for, you know thousands of miles or a hundred whatever he said he said all of that's the ukraine so 
And I said, there's no border cross? He said, no, 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 of course. He said, look where we are. He's like, where we are. And he warned me, if you go, <clears throat> make sure you have gas. I said, yeah, I have. I just filled up at the last big thing, so I have a decent amount of gas. He said um, that you, uh, uh, you know, like if you stop on the side of the road to, you know, to pee, right? You know, to, to use the bathroom on the side, which, which isn't unusual because uh, after this group of houses, there's nothing but woods and woods and woods. And it's just a very uh, desolate country road that, that, that's there. He's saying, uh, he's saying you got to watch. There's bears and there's wolves. And I don't know if, you know, if he meant like coyotes or, or whatever, and, and I don't know what kind of bear would be over there. But he said, there's, there's both. Bear. I, I said, uh, both. he said, yeah. He said, there are bears and wolves. And he said, I have them here. You know, he said, you got to watch. You know, you don't want to startle one or you don't want to, you know, whatever. He said, so just be very careful. Maybe make a lot of noise when, you know, before you get out, slam the door a couple of times and, and then do what you got to do on the side of, side of the road and then leave. So anyway. Um, he kind of gave me a, a, a you know a quick um, you know overview on what would be um, you know what would be going on. Anyway, that uh, that being uh, said, uh, it hit me after that, and that after that, I never went through a, a border crossing uh, ever again. And you know, I just uh, I drove, you know, I drove I drove uh, to where I figured the Ukraine was. And uh, and and just kind of went deeper and deeper. It was freezing cold. I'm mean, very very cold. And uh, I had, um, I, you know, you know, I had uh, you know situations where you know I always wanted to keep the window open so I could hear anything that's going on. And I'm looking for flashes because I don't know. I don't know what they would be going after. I felt kind of safe because it was the middle of nowhere. And I, you know, the Russians aren't stupid, right? I mean, they're not bombing. They're not bombing farmland, right? Unless something was, was there. But I'm looking way in the distance because I don't know what cities I'm coming up on. By the way, you lose reception once you get into the uh, Ukraine. Uh, not only GPS reception, but um, um, uh, you know, telephone reception. And when I tried to make a call, I would get a Russian, and I find out I found out it was Russian. Um, Russian recording on there and I I don't know I have no idea what they were saying but some you know Polish troops told me afterwards that that yeah those are Russians and actually some Ukrainian troops told me the same thing and my wife when she was calling in and I was in the Ukraine it was uh, she was coming across the same conversations so anyway uh, just a uh, just a little side note there the the Russians hacked into the the um uh, you know the phone system and they you know just uh, were controlling so they were probably saying I imagine the messaging if we we knew was something very discouraging you know you know Tokyo Rose I, I'm just assuming I have no idea what it was saying um, one guy told me it was mocking you know that the tone was mocking but I you wouldn't be able to tell that I wouldn't be able to tell that from you know, my complete lack of knowledge from Russian language and uh, interesting. Um, actually, I, I think I think we have recordings of it, and we'll and I'll gladly play it one of one of these days. Anyway, we're coming up on another break. Frank McKay here. If um, you're wondering why we don't have an interview, we're we're, uh, we're we're doing some recaps of what happened in 2022. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, 
Happy New Year, uh, 2023. We're going to recap 2022 for, for at least this week, and you know, we'll go into it. Talking about my trip to the Ukraine right after the war started. Frank McKay signing off just for a moment. We'll be back right after this with more Breaking It Down. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone back to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. Uh, no interview today. More importantly, I think it's uh, kind of appropriate to talk about 2022 and it being a uh, you know, year after that, and we're coming up on, on a year almost uh, since the war in, in the Ukraine started, Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. And if you're just joining us, I've been talking for the last couple of segments of the, uh, the trip I took. And, and maybe it was March 6th. And you know, like I said, I stayed 15 days in the, in the region and five days specifically in, in and out of the Ukraine. And one of the uh, one of the stories I shared with different people, I still share it. You know, when people ask me about, it, I usually go to this, but I shared on on different radio shows here, in Florida, um, different uh, you know different stations, and um, and when I say here, I mean Long Island, Florida, uh, Detroit, Akron station. I was doing some reporting for. Um, I was driving in in the Ukraine and again this was way in the boondocks I had no idea I had no reception I had no phone I couldn't find any signs of civilization and uh, you know there there were there were spots in the Ukraine and and again this is right in the beginning I don't know if people moved back in but people just left I mean millions upon millions of people left and they went either to Moldova uh, uh, Romania Poland Hungary, the Czech Republic, the Slovak Republic, they all, not all, many, many people. And if, if, if you remember the first episode ever of The Twilight Zone, I think it's called Where Is Everyone? Or something, Where Is Everybody? It's, it's about a guy, and it, it, you know, just... I'll spoil it right away, but it's a, uh, they were prepping a guy for uh, a space flight astronaut, and they put him in a situation where where everyone in a town had disappeared, or there was nothing going, no people there, and they they simulated something, and I, I don't remember exactly the story, but it's the first ever Rod Serling uh, Twilight Zone. And uh, you know, I felt like that at least in a couple of different areas in the Ukraine, and there just seemed to be nobody. You know, and and some there, there were some lights on, and I was driving down 
uh, you know, a road, and and I'm saying, my God, how many, how many people are on this block? And you know, I saw a lot of like one cars and in driveways, and I'm wondering, you know, is is that is that someone uh, still there? Did they just leave the cars? But I'll give you a quick little quick little uh, uh, situation. I was driving in the middle of nowhere and I was exhausted. I mean, completely exhausted. And I pulled over on the side and I figured I've got to get some sleep. And I was doing some late night show and I can't remember what it was on. And uh, so I pulled over and I put my press passes up on the dashboard and I had prominent you know, passes around my neck in case somebody, you know, stumbled upon me, which would have been impossible in my mind because, uh, uh, you know, nobody was around. There was no, I didn't see cars for hours. I saw one guy, I tried to, I, I tried to flash him down. Um, I think it was a, a guy and his woman, and they were probably going towards a border, but I tried to, I flash at them to see if they would stop, and they, if anything, they sped up. And um, I got somebody... Uh, yeah, I don't want to mix up spots here. Anyway, to to get back to the point, so I pulled over on the side of the road, and just imagine, uh, you know, being living if you're living in Jersey, if you're living on Long Island, uh, being on in Manorville on Long Island, for example, and there's a lot of woods there without seeing houses, and just imagine pulling over on the side of the road. Um, I think I put the flashes on. I kept the car on because it was freezing cold. And, and just pulling over and getting some sleep. And you figured nothing, you know, uh, nothing could happen. So I fell asleep. And I woke up to somebody slapping my hood, the hood of my car. And it was just an open hand. And they just kind of, not aggressively, but they slapped it. And I woke up. And then I, got, I jumped, you know, startled. Because I was surrounded by troops completely surrounded by troops. This is the middle of nowhere, and I'm thinking, uh, you got to be kidding me. My God. And I looked in the rear view mirror, and there more troops coming. And it looked like a tank was coming. It wasn't. It was like this big, giant Hummer. Um, you know, one of those old, you know, you know, you've seen Hummers, you know, the military Hummers, but, uh, you know, but it was a big, giant Hummer, and it had a, had almost like a, a turret-type uh, um, uh, light flashlight, and I, I don't know what they were doing. They were looking on, you know, on on all sides, and they were going back and forth with it. And I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" And a guy knuckles my window. This is after I mean, there's people in front, people in behind, but he knuckles my window, and you know, just kind of like open up, and and I. I rolled down the window and I looked up and I see a yellow and blue flag on his uh, lapel or whatever and uh, you know, a couple different spots and it was Ukrainian and I thought, my God, I mean, I could have freaking died right there. I was thinking it was Russians. I don't know why my initial thought was that the, these were Russians and um, uh, whatever. And he, this guy didn't know a word of English and I don't know a word of Ukrainian. Or anything, I don't know. <laughs> I, you know I have enough time with uh, English. Never mind. Anyway, so uh, looking, uh, looking at him, he's just talking. I said, "Do you speak English? Does anybody here speak English?" And he says, uh, he, "You know, like hold on, hold on." And he called this guy over, 
and these two guys came over, and he said, what are you doing here? And I saw him with the media, and I'm, uh, he said, no, no, he said, I know that, but why are you going this way? Where are you, where are you coming from, and who told you to go this way? And I said, uh, well, nobody. He was like, well, <laughs> he said, obviously, you're going this way. You're with the media. And I said, uh, he said, did somebody tell you that something's going on up there? And I said, no, I, I, I'm lost. I said, I'm looking for the Polish border. And he said, the Polish border? He said it almost like, you know, mockingly, like, like what? Polish border. Or maybe he didn't believe me. And he looked at the other guy, and, and the other guy says, you know how far you are from the Polish border? Do you know how far you are from the po-? I said, no, I have no idea. How would I know? I have no reception. And, and when I call, they said, oh, yeah, yeah, Russian conversation. Yeah, I said, yeah, Russian conversation. I said, no, you know, what are you talking about? I, I have no idea where I am. And he said, oh, she's So he says, well, I, I said, can I come with you guys? Can I follow you guys? He said, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I said, um, I, I said, well, I mean, can I follow behind you? He said, what's, you know, like, <laughs> like what's the difference whether you come with me or you follow behind me? You're still going to be, he, he was like, I don't have that rank. I don't have, like, I think he was trying to say, like, he, he couldn't make that decision to bring a civilian along with them, even though every, you know, just about every guy in his, in his troop was a <laughs> civilian before. Um, and I'll, t- I'll get into that in, in, in a little bit. But um, he said, no, no, you gotta, you've got to go. He said, you, you said you're going for the Polish border. Go for the Polish border, but you cannot go this way. I said, well, what if I – he said, no. He said, if you go this way, you're gonna, you, it's going to be trouble. You're not going this way. He said, you, you go that way. And he starts explaining this long, convoluted idea of how to get to the Polish border and I said I, I'm telling you I don't know if it's I'm just exhausted and I said it's freezing you know I had the window open so it's freezing I said I, I, I don't I, I'm not following it sounds like you know I, I didn't say it to him but it sounded like Charlie Brown's teacher was telling me something you know you gotta be kidding me I, I said I, I don't I, I, I you lost me already he said all right he said you know what come here come over here so he's either from this area or they just noticed it now or they know from back there he said come on come cross and he stopped other people that were coming that were there was a little gap little wave and he said um he said come 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 he said just cut across just come cut across so i cut across this road he uh he had people stop so i can go there and he says point the light show he said bright bright show the bright so i i shine the brights into these woods and 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 i'm flashing my brights into these woods and you know what we're coming up on a break i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to take a quick break and um and i'll I'll tell you when i get back but anyway he uh he's pointing me he's pointing me in there and he's saying there's a road at the bottom of these woods and uh, or this far, you know heavy broken English too, he said. But there's there's a road. It's an old road. You go slow. You know there's holes in it, and it's not well maintained for years. He said. But you go down there. He said, and then eventually you'll get to. Anyway, when I, when I come back, I'll I'll finish up on this. Uh, Frank McKay here. Uh, so much more importantly, talking about the Ukraine, my trip to the Ukraine in uh, March, early March of 2022. Uh, looking back almost a year later. Frank McKay signing off just for a moment. We'll be back with more. Breaking it down right after this. 
In many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's breaking it down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone back to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, talking about my trip to the Ukraine. Not a pleasure trip by any means. Uh, did a bunch of media over there in March of 2022. Uh, very, you know, very soon after, uh, about a week and a couple of days, less than two weeks, maybe about two weeks after the war started, the invasion, Putin's invasion of the Ukraine started. Uh, if if you heard us in the last segment, what uh, what you may have uh, picked up on was that we were, uh, well, we were, I, I was uh, I was there, I fell asleep on the side of the road, uh, purposely, I mean, I knew, you know, I needed sleep, and I was nowhere near any kind of civilization, and um, I, I had no reception, no GPS, no no phone reception, and if, uh, if you missed the early segments, you're joining us a little later, just turning on your radio a little late, Frank McKay here, and uh, talking about uh, early in earlier segments that when you called up, when my wife tried to call me and she was freaking out, and, and my daughter tried to call me, um, they, uh, you know, I got four kids who are all kind of freaking out at this point because my wife was, and she uh, she was calling and getting a Russian conversations going on and when I was trying to call out I was getting at times I was getting Russian conversations and, and they had hacked into the the Ukrainian phone system and just uh, uh, you know I guess was scaring the hell out of everybody I mean they invaded the country I mean uh, uh, you know hacking that phone system doesn't seem like a uh, you know a big stretch but anyway they did and and this is going on so I pulled over on the side of the road just to kind of recap um, the I woke up and these troops are there uh, you know, on the second try, I got a uh, an English speaking. Um, I don't know if he's the equivalent of a, of a captain in the Ukrainian army. He was, you know, he was a decent guy. He was just, you know, kind of no nonsense. And I'll explain maybe in a future show why he was uh, he was like that. Anyway, so he he told me to cut across, and he was gonna. He I couldn't go with him. I asked I asked a couple different ways and a couple times, and. Uh, answer was no, uh, not un, under no circumstances. And he points me to these woods. And right before the break, I said uh, that he he said that there's an abandoned road at the bottom. Now, to me, it looked like a cliff. And again, I was tired. I don't know the terrain. It's pitch black, other than my brights going there. So I mean, you know, your eyes could play tricks on you. And I said to him, I said, all right, you want me to drive through these woods? Just imagine this. I mean, just, you know, imagine being in, I don't know, North Babylon and you're by the, by the woods and some, you know, military man uh, and you're on his soil is telling you to go in these woods and that there's this, you hope he's being honest with you, this, this road at the bottom, abandoned road at the bottom of, of these woods of this little uh, forest or whatever, you know, I guess it's a forest, right? But, uh, but this, you're going to go from this one road to down a hill to an abandoned road. 
and he and he said, you know, you follow that, and eventually you'll get into Poland. And he told me the name of the of the town or whatever city, oh, town. Um, and I, I, to this day, I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe in one of the early reports, I said it. It was fresh in my mind. But anyway, so uh, I said to him, I said, I, it, it looks like there's a cliff there. And he's like, what do you mean, cliff? It looks like I'm going to fall off if I drive down there. And then he says, it, it, it hit him what I was saying, because he didn't understand what, a, what I meant by cliff or whatever. And he said, what, why would I, and he's like, almost like nasty, being nasty about it. He was like, why would I tell you to drive if you're going to fall off of the, the road? Why would I tell you? You know, I said, no, I, I'm sure you wouldn't. But I said, I, I looked at like, there's a cliff there. Am I going to? He said, no, it's an incline. And I, I, it's amazing how this guy, I don't know, somebody you know, told him about it or maybe they, they had done this the, the day before, a couple of days before or whatever. But he said, trust me. Why? He said, why would I tell you? He said, you got to go that way. He said, you'll never get, you'll never you'll be lost the other way, but go this way. And he said, it's pretty clear, you know, forward. So I did. I, I, you know, I followed his lead, and he kind of, you know, talked me through. And and sure enough, it it really wasn't that big of an incline. It, uh, you know, you, you, you'd have to see why I thought it was. It, but as I got closer, uh, I don't know if it was a change in the color of the, the soil or whatever it was. But it, it was it was a pretty, you know, kind of an easy way straight down. Uh, almost like maybe other people did it. You know, I don't know if kids did it or maybe. You know, residents did it, or these guys did it. You know, when they were, you know, you know, there a couple of days ago, and and I drove down through these woods. I drove down, and uh, and and eventually, I you know, soon I got to the bottom of the road, and sure enough, yeah, well, there was a road at the bottom of this this woods, and it really wasn't bad. I mean, it it wasn't that bad. Uh, the the problem is that it was covered up with with leaves and leaves and leaves so I couldn't see like a line and I think it was like an it, it, it's some old abandoned road and, and and I'm wondering if I'm gonna like fall off the side of the road so I crawled I, I think it took me I, I, I always say three and a half hours I, I have no idea how, how long it took me but I, I thought it was something like three and a half hours which is a lot better than what what he made it sound like and I was I was crawling I, at times I was crawling at certain points I could um, I could see uh, you know straight ahead and realize that it's you know I'm not going to fall but you know I mean if you can't see that middle you know you can't see the road and there's all dirt on it and, and it, it was it was crazy but anyway I got there and and I uh, I got in I end up uh, I ended up uh, renting a a room right across the the Polish border I mean right across the Polish border and you know, uh, I can't think of the place now, but a guy and his sister owned it, and he owned a bar, and they had some rooms over there. There's nothing in it. There's no like TV or anything in it, and, and it's a very noisy old heating and a, and a bathroom, which is trust me, I it was like the plaza uh, to me, you know, after you know where I just was, and it was uh, it was actually it was great. It was it was cool and it was warm and. Whatever. Anyway, but um, I ended up just lucking out, you know, uh, finding uh, a, a. I mean, if it was a regular bed and breakfast, they, they might not be open um, that uh, that late. The fact that it was a bar 
and the bar was open to you know to whoever uh, and there was also a kids bar downstairs when I say kids uh, you know like young people uh, like like a younger crowd um, you know college age or whatever they were rowdy um, but again that's that's a whole story for a whole other day anyway uh, getting back to getting back to the the Ukrainian troops uh, I'll just uh, I'll tell you I was I was heading for um, Levet is it Levet? Uh, and we got detoured. We because it was it wasn't just me. It was a whole bunch of people trying to get in there. Uh, no media, by the way. I, I didn't run into any. I ran into one guy from the BBC that first day. I went into into uh, the Ukraine from uh, Romania, and I ran into him. And I ran into another guy at a at a refugee um, transfer. Uh, station and that was in I think that was in Poland you know right yeah so it was like right over the border and and I met a guy and he knew all about me and he knew about me from the troops <laughs> different troops that I was meeting and um, he, he just uh, he was like me he was like a freelancer uh, British uh, British accent too he was a British guy and um, and he was uh, he was asking me about it we were exchanging notes and he was uh, reminding me that uh, the people that are embedded, and again, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to uh, certainly sound like, uh, you know, bitter, like they, hey, they got, they got special treatment. I didn't. Uh, the the folks that are embedded, um, I, you know, are are in touch uh, even with the the Russians. The Russians are trying not to bomb the the journalists. They no matter what anybody says, they're really trying not to. Uh, they, in in some sense, were a lot safer. Than, uh, than than I was. First of all, they're surrounded by by military, and they're probably they're in somewhat safe zones. And again, I don't want to I, I don't want to minimize what they're doing. They you know whatever, but I didn't see anybody independently traveling in those. Uh, I, I mean, they just weren't you know. But when when uh, troops would see me, and I'll get into this, and maybe tomorrow's show we'll continue this conversation. And it's just kind of bringing back all these, uh, all these memories for me, which is uh, you know, you know, a positive thing, uh, in a sense. And uh, you know, uh, uh, again, uh, listen, we're coming to uh, to uh, the end of our show here, but uh, positive, um, uh, you know, in in the sense that uh, you know, I wasn't harmed and uh, whatever. But uh, it, a lot of people losing their lives over there, and a very serious situation, heartbreaking situation for the Ukrainians. And uh, just it's it's war, right? It's it's a war. It's terrible. Uh, you know what? I'm out of time. Let me let me uh, say goodbye to all of you, and I'm gonna be back tomorrow. And you know, we're starting off the new year, kind of a recap for 2022 here in 2023. So welcome, uh, if I haven't said it already, uh, welcome to 2023. And we'll be talking about this and some other things. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on breaking it down this is breaking it down with your host frank mckay on 1071 wlirfm hampton bays